episode 102 tactical crouch kick tripod here joined with yiska and vol now we're recapping week 15 i don't know what the f- happened this week but sh- hit the fan neither does yiska that's the whole point that's the that's if you got anything from the show yiska doesn't know anything well, let's get that out there now yeah the i mean i don't know anything and i'm also always right so wrong you're right, and running at the same time, which you know, math served me well. Well, means you, uh, you know, even out, right? So you're not right or wrong. You live in a super state of purgatory. Just, yes, maybe I'm just Schrodinger's right. <laughs> no, no, no. You're Schrodinger's choice. You're both right and wrong. You don't just get to sneak in the right Actually, option. Very right. Incorrect. I'm very right. Cat is always dead when when you lift it for me. Every time. I Every just time. uh. I personally, I I really I really enjoyed the the boldness to pick Chengdu on the show, and then we'll we'll call it a bitch back U turn in mm-hmm. your article. Look, look, they picked up slime between that episode and uh and me writing that, and then this guy didn't play. So don't, don't act like that was your sway. Hundred percent, the turning point. Hundred percent. I think Slam is a transformative player for that team. You think? Massively, yes. I, mean, Massively? I think it's a. Yeah, I think it's a good pickup. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I like. We're Slime. going to t- talk a lot about tr- transformative pickups this week because I think I'm, I'm going hard on a boy that maybe people are high on, but not as high as I am. Well, guys, Can you, you rephrase that? You, you, Is there you any other me. way that you could phrase that, please? Thank you. All right. well, we're going to talk about it, and then you. All right. Also, don't don't let this man fool you. I'm not going to peek. I'm not going to reveal the curtain here. I'm not going to just completely, you know, divulge all the secrets. But the truth is not being told. You know, look into it. That's all I'm saying. Look at this conspiracy theorist once again, <laughs> dude. Just like, dude. I mean, right now, Jesus man, Christ. we're finding out that uh, Bill Gates is trying to get my Wi-Fi or something. I think is what the conspiracy. Like, oh, okay, okay. The conspiracy okay. theory. Wait, what? Uh, all, all I'm saying is Joe likes Elon Musk tweets. That's all I'm no, saying. That's not true at all. Retweet, actually. The on man his, is an alien living in a meat on suit. his loot account. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I, hey everybody, welcome to episode 102 of Tactical Crouch. Good to have you here. We're just going to start that over. Uh big thank you to everybody hanging out with us in Twitch chat today. Uh we're so close to partnering here, less than 5 concurrent viewers away, and we're crushing that right now at 125 viewers. Thank you so much. You deserve applause for being here. You deserve applause. You deserve applause. Thank you so much. I uh, hope you have a ton of fun today. We do record the shows Mondays and Wednesdays at noon Pacific time at twitch.tv slash tripod. We'll be doing the same thing on Wednesday and hopefully by then we'll be able to uh, 
apply for partner and stop bothering you. I think about it. And we, you know, save a few precious uh, airtime um, uh, seconds on that. But until then, it's all you're going to be hearing about. So, you know, you're, you're helping us and you're helping yourself. Let's jump into what's going on, though. A um, lot going on. Big thank you uh, to our patron producers who are bringing you the news today. And those patron producers are Battlecrab Pin Lotion, Charlie L Audio Compass, Porkchop Sammy, Kasha 67, Coochie Kopi, Shara Picasso, Nathan Your Misery, Hunter Tain, and Refund Bean. I didn't even have to breathe early on that one. I'm so used to saying your names. It's just easy. Nice. It's just There's going to come a time I, I feel like you're going to pre-record it so that it just becomes easier and you're just going to have it like and you're just going to try and like lip sync over it. So one of the first things I did when I helped him the tap man set up his go XLR um, uh-huh. is uh, helped him was uh, was scream into it so that he didn't have to always lose his voice. <laughs> ah, so you would okay. just go. Uh, yeah, you just go. I forget what, it, what, it, what he would always he used to always say something. It was like a weird thing. I think it was before the yurt things. He would do something different and it was just hurt okay. his voice every time. So. Right? Yeah, or you go, yeah, yeet! And so, yeah. yeah, he would do that, and he couldn't do it over and over and over again. So, yeah, we could do that, but no. The patrons get the real deal here. They get the real deal. Uh, uh, big thank you again to our patron producers and to all of our patrons over at patreon.com slash tacticalcrouch. We do have a game night coming up on May 29th at 2 p.m. Pacific time. We'll stream it right here, twitch.tv slash kicktripod. Probably... Otherwise, um, everybody's welcome. Uh, patrons get first access to play, uh, but everybody's welcome to join. And um, yeah, that's going to be what's going on there. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Anything else? Uh, nothing else. Let's talk about this thing. So uh, in case you didn't know, Joe, did you know that the runaway Vancouver Titans are no longer a thing? They Have you, have are... you heard? I'm I'm pretty positive. Uh, I have you know telepathized with the the beings that you know that be the uh, the fifth the dimensional beings. beings. Be. Okay. I don't yeah. know where I'm headed with that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. they're no longer Keep here, going. and it is big sad. And we get to see him play in that that show match though, which we still don't know much details on. So that'll be kind of fun. Maybe mm. we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, they are they are de. They are no more, and uh, teams have been scrambling. Why? Well, I mean, we should probably talk about this first. The league announced um, ringer contracts. Yeah, fourteen day contracts. Fourteen day contracts. Uh, because so many teams are dropping below the minimum seven. <laughs> so everything's fine, you guys. Everything's okay. Yeah, it's. I can't. I, I can't spin this one way or the other. Like it is, you know, COVID is, is definitely putting a, a stranglehold on a lot of these, on a lot of these moves and, you know, people have to go back for visas and that takes at a delayed amount of time. So of course something like this is probably going to happen, but it's also like the game's not in a great state guys. So you got people retiring. I, and I, it's harder I to, mean, to sign. I, I actually call it this. But, yeah. No, but I still, I, I, I still think there's a point there. I, I think, what it actually is is the uh, Stitch Foster Care rule that allows a, oh, okay. a lonely Stitch out mm. there to be taken care of until they find an out owner or they got to euthanize him. 
Foster's home for imaginary justice players. That was so bad. Oh my god. Oh no. That's so mean. Yeah. Uh, you left. <laughs> you left. Who's worse? All right. Let's... Me making the joke or you laughing about it? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, let's uh, let let's go down one by one. I hope I grabbed all these. Mm. If I didn't, Joe Yuska just like correct or I think you on this one. Uh, so uh, architect has uh, moved on from the San Francisco Shock, joining the Hangzhou Spark. Joe gives it two. Two thumbs up. Women thumbs up. Women? I've seen cute. You have cute little thumbs. Yeah, girl thumbs. I mean, they're they're women thumbs. Oh, you know okay. what they say about thumbs, right? No, tell me. People with very short thumbs have uh-huh. very short gaming skill. Oh, nice. That's also true. Well, don't don't tend to spend a lot of time on games. You know who also doesn't spend a lot of time on games? Bazzy. Oh. You like that? Thing. Got it. Bazzy <laughs> also retires from the shark, uh, the spark, sorry, and then, yeah, also leaves. So, architect on. Architect, oof. So, yeah. So, can, I, can I talk about Bazzy transcendental gone. players now? Sure. I honestly think this is a monumental move by, uh, yeah. by the spark. Not gonna lie, an architect that starts will be an MVP candidate. Of course, like we are at the halfway point of the season. Yeah, that's this kid is nuts, and this kid is like massive. He has massive uh, uh, meta resilience. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, super enough, flexible. Again. I yeah. think his fault is not requiring his coaches to field him more, but mm-hmm. based on like egoic desires or whatever. He just does whatever's best for the team, and that's why you don't see him as a starter as much. So I see him on other players. While other players require starting times in order to function um, and feel desired by their team, by their coach, whatever. And I honestly think this kid is still absolutely insane. I think his talent is also um, unquestionable to me. Like, other than leadership, I think he's just better at everything than Rascal. I think he's just Rascal 2.0 without the leadership job. Basically everything. I don't know. I and I think know. that roster, upgrading from Adora to Architect is nuts. Big. Large big. Huge big. That's I, I would agree with that. I like that a lot more. I don't know. I, I think I'd fight you on the Rascal point. Um... I think Rascal picks up heroes a lot faster, and that's historically been the case. Sure, sure. He might not. I, I would maybe agree if he, if we changed it to like not having the same like mechanical peaks. Like I think Architect can peak higher on a wider range. How good is Rascal at Widow? Is it that's again that wider range? I you have to give it to you have to give it to Architect there. But yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if I'd say everything. I think I think there are pros and cons to either. I, I like both of them a lot, but yeah. Point yeah, is, it's not a bad. It's a not a bad move. Pickup. It's it's a it's a big move. Oh yeah, I, huge. I actually like. I released an article a couple minutes ago, and I argue that this team is one or two pickups away from being 
one of the top dogs in the league. Yep. And the upgrade of Architect on that specific role, other than the other teams we're going to talk about in a in a minute, where it doesn't actually feel like a lot of the teams were solving their immediate issues. Mm -hmm. This is one. This is absolutely like if you think about what the Spark needs, it's a flex DPS. It's maybe also um a flex support, unfortunately. Yeah. Probably. Um that's probably the next place to, to upgrade. Yeah. And then I would I would say off tank, right? I mean, I guess I like I like Rhea a lot. Um but you I don't know. I think you'd have to get like a really big flex tank. Like you you'd literally have to get Choi. Like if you got Choi and like really made this an X6 reunion, like that'd be Do that'd be the kind of caliber player that I think you could Sure. Play I mean, Choi is an upgrade or oh, well, many people almost really. everyone. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Like who else? Who in do mind you do you think? Janu. Yeah, I th again, like that's the type of, type of caliber of player that like you're gonna need to replace somebody like Rio with. Like I think he's like high enough that it's like, well, you could you could upgrade, but it's gonna cost you like a lot. So yeah, could you know it, it would be interesting to hear if they actually put in a bid for Janu. Doesn't seem like it's the case because he's in you know Washington right now. So I don't know. Um, yeah, to your point though, Spark. Got a lot of potential, and we'll see what happens with some of the Chinese players on the bench. Um, maybe Hero Pools isn't the best time to try them out. Also, got to talk about a coach going out, and there's a bunch yeah. of Titans coaches up for grabs, true. as far as I know. True, true. So I wonder if there's someone in there that could help uh, mm. with that situation as well. Totally. I think this, like, if you currently are liquid in your investments, it's a nuts bias market where you just kind of oh, yeah. pick and choose. And it's also like, this is not like um, they got scraps from San Francisco, right? Like th oh, this, is, yeah, this is, this is the player they wanted. They, I wonder if you tell Spark, oh yeah, by the way, this is, this is a weird draft situation where you now get to choose a player from San Francisco Shock. Yeah. free of charge, then it's probably Architect that they're picking. And as such, like, again, I think this team could be theoretically nuts if they're picking up uh, another a couple of players. The problem, of course, being that the roles where they need most help with is arguably the one where they already have two people on. And I think that's a, that's a, a, a simulation that Soul has. The upgrade should be flex support, but they have creative and Bidosin. And it's kind of unlucky when you stock up on so like the amount of dead weight on on Spark is pretty sad. Like mm, yeah, Otto doesn't matter. Nope. Like <laughs> both of uh like both the Chinese players he, probably don't matter. Don't matter. I I think um, that's again like planning for the future because they have a player like Shy on the bench who I'm sure we'll get to you know in postseason, yeah. but. Okay. Could be planning for the future, could be, you know, holding trade pieces for a team like Chengdu or, you know, just another Chinese team that wants to, you know, tie a little bit more to the market. Like they're just holding on to talent. I think they're good enough to play, but it, it just so happens they're also on a pretty strong roster. Also, like Chad is, of course, correct. Like the, the other role that Seoul needs, uh, needs help with is ironically also the main tank position where they also have two people on. And that's the problem they have. Like, there's no easy upgrade without retiring someone or 
Ruji honging them into a, knee, a different role that they probably don't play well. Yeah. It's only a lot of help, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair enough. So that's, uh, oh, Bazi retires. Thoughts? Probably a better fit for him. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah. Should have stayed flex Dude. support, like we always said. Yes. Yes, he should have. <laughs> then again, the game kind of changed towards a point where mechanical ability on flex support wasn't as important anymore, where like people will probably won't have watched Bazzi in the past when he was a flex support, Can't but he was stacked. nutty. He was nasty, dude. Yep. Yep. Like, Of course, that's also not the current state of Overwatch, where you can regularly do that as a flex support, but rather a moral duty. Mm. Um, so, who knows? But definitely, like du during uh, season one, this type of time frame where the where the flex supports were still on Zen, mad fragging, that's where Bazzi was nuts. And yeah, uh, Bazzi was a flex yeah, support. I'll, I'll always remember him for that. Yeah, yeah. big crazy Zen, crazy Zen. Yeah. Uh, next one, the San Francisco Shock also make a signing, so they lose Architect. They bring on Joe's boy Twilight. And Joe's Joe's a happy camper here. Um, so what, is, what does this uh, what does this mean for the shock here? This means, and and I, it seems like maybe this is this is going to be a hot take, especially for a couple people in chat. I, I saw this kind of being tossed around in the pre-show. Um, I think I don't see a world where Twilight doesn't start. I think he's just yeah. kind of a starter now. Yeah, that's how good he is. Should be. I think so. It's not, that's I mean, not Violet's the Violet's nuts too. Right. Yeah. That's, that's not, that's not a, a, a diss to Violet. Violet's, you know, again, one of the, the better flex supports in the world, like within the top five for sure. Twilight though is, is just a different caliber of player. If not, yes. you know, within, within the discussion to be the world's best flex support. And, and even last year, I'd say maybe even the world's best player. Granted. Yeah. You know, before you know, that, that was my vote going into MVP voting for regular season. Um, that was before like the final performance where Choi really steps up and Sinatra kind of solidifies himself. But yeah, I, I think I really big high on Twilight, been high on Twilight for years now since the boy was playing Sombra. Um, yeah, one of my favorite players for sure. See, very happy okay, to see him on shock with with Krusty and uh, what a team. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, how is the interaction between these two minds? That's my question. Because yeah. Twilight, with Twilight, you get a, a top-tier coach onto your team. That's what happens. Do these ideas of Overwatch embrace each other, or is there friction? Mm. And I assume they kind of hashed this out before the recruitment. But while it might look like a side grade, I think this, like... Huge infrastructurally is a huge upgrade, but not immediately for the simple fact that you probably don't want to necessarily uh, replace Moth as a like sort of like the brain uh, of the sure. lineup. And you also want to feel super. So you're not coming in Korean. And I assume that will take some time for Twilight to get out, up to speed. Uh, unless I'm super mistaken, has never played with uh, a hybrid roster in his career. Yeah, no, I don't think so. So interesting. That, okay. But the th the thing is, what this communicates to me, 
I was concerned, dude. Like when I see Architect is leaving, yeah. I'm thinking this is a team that won it all and now lost their MVP. Lost their MVP, but the also plane. like maybe they're just reducing costs because they had to yeah. like you you're not going to keep people on the same contract after they won the league, right? Yep. So assumption being with the stacked lineup that they had, the large lineup that they had, they were definitely above um the luxury tax limit. That is my strong assumption that that was the case. So now with Makes the sense. economic situation, you see um, certain moves in the market and you're like, oh, God damn it, dude. But them making a move like that to a player that knows his, his worth, mm -hmm. you're not going to lowball Twilight. This boy had offers. I can almost guarantee you that. So. Um, with that in mind, I think this is almost a future investment. Um, That's and fair. they just I gave wonder... him Sinatra's contract. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> I I wonder what what the deal is between all of those. Um, what what the but this the subliminal message to me says we are a championship winning roster. But champions must change too. Mm -hmm. it, and that's it, kind of it, what Krusty had said in that toe longer. He's like, yes, you know, I didn't exactly. want to change. I didn't want to change the roster, but I kind of learned that you have to. And to your point, this is a letter of intent to the league that says, look, we're going to defend this move right here. Yeah. This is our, this is our message to you. We are defending this title. We're, pl yeah. we're planning our feet. We're not going to budget at this out. COVID is hitting us as hard as it's hitting anybody else. We're mm -hmm. signing twilight. We're going to the playoffs and we're winning another title. Hmm. Yes. That's what it communicates. That's, that's to their me message. I'm not, other... I'm not saying that's what I think. It's hard to say yeah. right now, but that's what they're saying with this signing, in my opinion. Yes. Unless there's like huge other roster moves and especially right. departures in the, yeah. on the horizon, which I wouldn't know about. Um, but <laughs> like, other than that, that's, that's the, the communication that is happening to the market is like we yeah. don't mess around you yep. better you better invest or get clapped mm -hmm. and isn't, isn't every team that isn't justice though saying that right now that signed a, a titan player yes and no like that's basically that's didn't put them on a two-week contract yeah <laughs> I, I think soul signing slime like there, there's a diff in okay in my in my eyes when I look at people signing like former Titans players, it is like everybody's kind of going after these players. Everybody wants these players, but to see a team that is so difficult to replace players on go after and find a replacement, not not a replacement, but like an addition to the roster and bring them on. You, I don't, I wouldn't say that I expected this. And it's really like it just adds to the the depth of this team. It adds to the strength of this team. And that's what it'd be like NYXL going out and being like, you know what? We're going to make a run. We're going to sign Hoxall. Something like that. Where it's like, oh, OK, Clip I see where you're coming yeah. from now. I see yeah. where you're going. NYXL stuff like that. Or like, a, you know, just just making these big moves like a big team makes a big move. And it's like, oh, OK, now we're talking about titles. You're you're really going after a title where it's like, OK, soul souls. Soul's kind of in the running. Soul's, you know, competitive. Granted, you know, we'll get to them. Mm. 
and then they make a move so it feels more like bandages like they're triaging this wound where it's like okay we're trying to stabilize we're trying to like keep our head above mm. water where it's like shock they haven't looked the same as last year but then you go and make out a move like twilight yeah that's that's some big stuff or like philly it'd be like philly going out and being like Janu, boom we have the three best flex tanks like sure, that's insane i would argue that philly has already made that statement yeah they made that statement sure. building so, yeah, this roster they just threw cash at the yeah. wall and saw it said to the league well i agree they I did throw you. a bunch of cash without a doubt but they did it well you can throw a bunch of yeah. cash at the wall and miss yeah. all the time they built mm -hmm. that team very well I'll, i have yeah. to give them credit on that yeah. Okay. So yeah. Washington. Huh? So uh, the Justice do sign Stitch yeah. and Janu uh, to, and I believe these are both ringer contracts. 14 days? Yeah. Yes. Try them out. See how these <sighs> young, untried, and untested players can do in an Overwatch League Yo. environment. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the other way around, my dude. You know it's the other oh, way around, it? right? Oh, no. No, no, no. I thought. No, no, no. Stitch what, what I'm saying is. What I'm, it's actually impressive like so a the like those players don't match where they landed i think no, like elevote was probably the best remaining thing on that roster Pour one out for that boy i feel so bad for him and then you pick up the worst titan on top of it and I don't think that is arguable either. No, but, I don't think so. Uh, but can you make the argument that the worst Titan is the best Justician? No. I, I wonder. Especially I wonder now that Corey and Stratus are gone. I mean, you know, there's another guy. in. You'd think. Including optics. I don't... I hate, I hate that I'm going to have to agree with you on the optics point, but like people do love some Stitch. People, People do love Stitch. Like, here, here's the thing. And I know you, give them that. you nice. guys are convinced that Stitch is just a really blizzard AI at this point. That's fine. So... But there's they signed to Vancouver Titans. Number one, I mean, look at like, let's just let me go pull up the Overwatch League website and just make sure that all my ducks are in a row here. Okay. You are the Washington Justice. You are three and ten. Mm. You just lost Corey. Yeah. You just big, lost big Stratus. Loss. Less mm. of a loss. For the Justice. Content creator, though. For the Content Justice. Creator. So you lose those two. Yeah. And then you look around and you're like, we can't, we can't actually sign any of these uh, mm. Titans for what they're, they're going for, the going market rate. And I honestly think that unless you're a really good team or have – like, uh, are you about to say what I think? Playoff caliber or um, grand championship or grand final level caliber yeah. rosters that you're like, you know what? I'll take roughly what I was making, maybe even slightly less to just go and play here rather than be unemployed. Mm -hmm. And then you have Stitch and Janet, okay. who may or may not be getting these longer contracts or whatever. You're like, you know what? I think we can get them two weeks probationary two period weeks i think we're we gonna get, sell them with how strong our team is i think is. we can get them for two weeks yeah and you look at it you kind of look at your logo a little bit and you're like can we like can we make it a little bit more pink and light blue 
Can we, I don't know. Could we capitalize we, on the branding we, for two weeks? Can we give some like bubble gum out mm-hmm. on here? And uh, I don't know. Hey, con- hey, hey, content team, can you guys, uh, can you guys like not take any breaks for the next two weeks and just make some content for us? Yeah. Runaway Justice X collab. Okay, okay guys. Call right. Hurek up. Call him up. Uh, Call hey. the outlaws. We're buying him out. <laughs> executing, yeah. executing Vancouver Titans Justice Takeover. Go. That's what happened. That's what happened. I hate to tell you. Yeah, but could it not happen though? How about how about how about it just not happening? Yeah, how about it's a it's a one night stand or two nights, a fortnight, <laughs> two yeah, fortnight a fortnight stand. stand. <laughs> it's that's the, new that's the show title. It's a melee stand. It is a melee. Stand. Also, okay, you brought it up, so I'm gonna have to go in on it. You had the working title of May Madness already. May it was on your website. May Madness. Why are we changing it now? Probably Why is it May Melee? Probably a lawsuit. <laughs> right? Like March Madness, May Madness? I'm, I'm pretty sure really? there's a lawsuit. Probably. I, I mean, maybe, I guess. Uh, whatever. Is, is that a trademark? I don't, I don't know how. Yeah, I have no idea. That's not the first thing that American came to my mind. But I mean, if that's the case, then that's the case. No. No. Maybe. Oh. No. It's possible, no I guess. Just no I call bullshit. I'm not like an expert in copyright law, but <laughs> but my bro science degree. I can tell says you right now. Wrong. I just uh don't. I I can't go there. There's it's way too far of a rabbit hole at this point. Fair, 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 fair. Uh, but, but justice though. True. Come on. You you can't disrespect your boy Ellie Vote like that, Stitch. You're you're about two years too late. Um, <sighs> you're two years too late to being two years too late. Sure, wise man once uh, said. Um, I hope I hope you have some backup plans. I don't think Stitch is exactly the person you're gonna want. You're gonna also have to pay Johnu like out the out the cheeks to try and keep him. And it's like, do you even want to? You have Ellie votes. Like, yeah, you can make some Western moves and still make this roster okay. What are you doing? They they need a tank. Main tank, and they need mm-hmm. a flex support. That's what they need. Oh, I think they need, they need a lot more a, than that, but... And then they need a DPS. Yeah. And then they could be mid-tier. Maybe. Yeah. Next season. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. I... <laughs> it, it sucks it, because... It needs here, work. It needs here's work. the thing. Um, we're always going to get... I think, I think it's a thing now on the show that we just have... We just have a hard on for being hard on Stitch. I mean, he's just not like, what do you want me? He's this is one of my better lines. I remember wins. Look, you know, it's one of my better lines. I remember when All you got to do is play good Overwatch. Yeah, he was OK back in the day. Now, not so much. I don't know what you want me to do. I can't change what it, what's happening right now. He's just not very good compared to the field. Sorry, guys. Eska, Eska just yeah. absorbed the soul of this boy. Just took right. the life force out Anyways, of it. Anyways, uh, so I mean, but here's the, here's the real question: Does this turn any of the justices' upcoming games into wins? <laughs> no. Did they buy wins? No, it's here? it's gotten so much worse. It's gotten so much worse, actually. Like beforehand, you could say 
okay, Boston is like definitely the worst team in the league and then Justice. Nah, my dude, like what they showed last weekend is actually, now I'm concerned. Like I made two pickups, I'm still the worst team in the league. Oh, yeah. actually, yeah, you might be right. With Bo with Boston, with Punk, and kind of the 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 Renaissance. It's true, they Ooh. went the exact opposite route. Oh, they did like go. Yeah, Bo Boston and Justice took the exact opposite route. They might have a new twentieth twentieth team. To these things. Yeah. Oh man. Oh yeah, Titans is a good shot too. Good yeah, right, Titans right. might be the worst. You're right. You're you're safe, true. Justice, but not yeah. much. Wow, uh, you're right. the new Florida mayhem. right? Yeah. Total cognitive dissonance. It's it's still like, it's still like waiting to refresh in my brain that it's not the Titans, yeah. it's the Titans. It's the Titans. Oh, I would love to watch that match though. Washington Just, against no. Vancouver. Oh, please stop. Ooh. Oh please. Oh yeah. Let's Put the gun not, down. Let's not. I actually can't even talk about the Titans anymore. I want to talk about the Soul Dynasty. And Soul Dynasty he had a rough weekend, uh, but thankfully, the Calvary's here. That's yeah. Slime. Yeah. Another transcendental move, in my opinion. You think? I love it when Yiska used the word Tra transcendental. Tran <sighs> no, you it's, said it's it not right. transcendental. It's, it's transforming. I would say tra transforming. Okay. Just... They're gonna need some transforming. Um, I don't see it now. I think, bar bar what you already see. In uh, on the server, that is most definitely better than what Toby has to offer. Like, okay, sure. Yeah, comparatively, I would, back think, game, I would agree. I would think bringing in someone like him, mm -hmm. who's also a very smart player, mm -hmm. will only benefit you. And should it should, it's Guess also what? a long term move. Sure, and um. I would like to see the Titans pick up another. Uh, sorry, the the Dynasty to pick up another Titan to get this London hierarchy out of that team. I hear slimes free in two and weeks, and preferably in a position where it replaces one of them. And as we talked about before, Dynasty <laughs> are in a position where they the the roles where they need the most help have the most players on. Okay. Um, I would have, I said that at the time, I would have liked to see someone to also come to the DPS lineup. Uh -huh. I think that would have helped because, um, they could have, uh, split the champion pools more, had people grind more into these heroes. Sure. Um, especially I think that would help Fitz tremendously, huh? who looks more like a grind into being amazing player than a hyperflex. Yeah. Mm. And, um, I think in that regard, someone who would have helped immensely as well. And then it's also a Janu thing. Once again, like if you're already playing your, if you are so low on your flex tank, yeah, that you're playing a main that, tank, that you're playing a main tank in the flex support position. And there's, there's like probably context to that where they expected yeah. the team, the opposing team to play this and this comp, they didn't, so the Marvel couldn't play Sigma or whatever, so sure. and had to play Diva. But at that point, like Janu has a Sigma, Janu has a um, Diva. That's yeah. an upgrade. 
Yeah, I don't hate that. I think that was kind of the logical choice that people were really like leaning towards. It was like John Soul makes a lot of sense. I mean, slime's definitely not a slouch either, but to your point, I think you kind of touched on it earlier. It's like all of these moves sound great in a vacuum and these should be, you know, transcendental big picture moves at this point. And, and John, you can reel me in if I'm going too far off off topic, but with with losing the way that they did versus the hunters reeling in. OK. Letting you, letting I would go, say it could, it should, it should make a difference, but I worry it won't. And we'll get to that when we talk about the hunters. I, I, there's some, this, this camp's on fire. This camp's on fire. We're, we're going to have to, we're going to have to assess the situation. All right. Later. Reeling it in, reeling it in. All right. I like that thought. That's a great, like precursor to what we are going to talk about, but there's, yes. I would say there's one really notable Titan missing from the signings this week. The biggest Titan. Some say the Titan. The Titan. And that's uh, Hacksaw. Yeah. We haven't heard anything as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Um, Yiska actually does know, but he won't tell us. I'm just kidding. He doesn't. I, I just this. I just throw him I under the bus don't. sometimes. Sometimes I, I need to say this right now. Sometimes I'll throw Yiska under the bus for knowing something. And it's a complete shot in the dark. I just want to see his poker face. <laughs> it's just, just want to watch him squirm. Go. It just basically, basically, I'm just trying to burn his bridges for him, despite him doing nothing yeah. wrong. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, so any word, any idea? Where do you want to see Hacksaw end up? And uh, which Valorant team is it? Yeah. Um, I, I won't completely give away the entire article, but. I thought that it would have been very poetic and it's in 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 an equal statement of an intent for shock to pick him up and say, mm. cool, you know, we lost the 2019 regular season MVP, but mm. we just signed the 2019 rookie of the year who yeah. also has a flexible hero pool, very similarly to Sinatra and has the same star caliber potential. Like it, it would have just been like cut paste, different personalities, different, different players, obviously, but like, you kind of see where I'm coming from. Like that would have been like crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think this NYXL Huxel connection is kind of interesting because on the surface, it doesn't make sense at all. Does it? No, not Once again, sense. we have a team that has already a double, um, double role covered in terms of the flex, uh, DPS with who are you and Libero? Libero is mm -hmm. still a great, uh, flex DPS, arguably one of the elite ones, just doesn't get to see the light of day as much as somehow other people in his position do. They have invested a lot in Who Are You, and the only reason you pick up Huxel is if you be stop believing that Who Are You can get there, and you see that it's a sunk cost fallacy. That's the only reason. Then I wonder how do you get rid of Who Are You then? Who's going to pick that boy from, from up from you? Now, if I'm not mistaken, NYXL theoretically has a lot of space on the roster. So they could just sign So you could go 3D flex DPS. That would be a shame. That's, that's a lot that's of talent. Still, but there again, like NYXL, that's a team that's known for kind of hoarding talent. I'll, I'll also say, just because people follow each other on Twitter is... Yeah, like, come on, guys. But we're reaching. It's we're legitimately reaching. a thing where teams tell their players now to follow random guys on Twitter. 
Mm -hmm. Just to make it less obvious and just to troll people. Yeah. You're all, all getting hydration mommed, basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah. So, um, yeah, in that regard, um, I, I think it would add, because there's not a team in o yeah. after... Like, I, I don't think there's a team that's not being improved by um, Huxal getting there. The only team that I, arguably the, the opportunity is very low is for Paris because they already have a potential superstar that they wait on. Yep. Almost every... I, I can't think of another team that wouldn't uh, benefit from Huxal joining them. Of course, you have to consider the um, language barrier issues and then also chem chemistry. Sure, sure. Always a limiting factor. Also, we have to consider Huxal only ever played in that team. So we don't know what the, uh, if, if that fits everywhere. And we've already localized or definitely found out that there are players that need a specific environment to be absolute world class. And if they're not in that, then they're not mm. nearly as good. <sighs> I, you're selling me even more on like, like Huxal the shock. Like, Taking somebody like Hoxall, who kind of needs like a parental figure more than like a coach per se, he kind of needs somebody to just like babysit him. And putting yeah. him with like a, a person like Krusty, who I'd probably wager he could do both. It's actually nuts. It's I actually like that's the key to the universe at that point. Like that's insane to me. I I don't think, and I I don't want to I don't want to undersell Pagion and Andante and whatnot. Sure. I think Huxal has a lot to gain from an interaction with Krusty. I also, also think um, Runner's understanding of the game is actually very underrated as a scout, as a tactician. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I don't think he's, he's much worse in that regard than Krusty overall. He just I think has it's different probably career paths. different. Yeah, I'd like Runner as a GM. Like, if I if I was gonna build like a team and I had like a sizable budget, I'd probably yeah, okay. pitch that to him and be like. But he also understands the, the, the like the Overwatch at that level. Yeah, I think he that's knows the thing enough. that a lot of people don't realize about Runner is not just that he's the guy that punched out a ceiling is haha goofy and also sure, has yeah, that yeah. appeal, yeah. Uh, and also was fortunate enough to marry a very smart wife. It's also mm -hmm. that he's very smart. In multi-dimensional smart, not just business smart, street smarts, but also Overwatch smart. Um, so we're being reeled in, Joe. <laughs> I think that's just you. <laughs> to your point, though, yeah, I agree. All right, <laughs> we're reeled back in. <laughs> I, I appreciated the you point. Like my fish impression? But we're we're forty we're forty minutes into the show and we haven't started recapping sure. the games yet. And I want to recap mm -hmm. the games. Do we have to? We oh. have to, and we're gonna start with <laughs> none other than the Chung Du Hunters upsetting the Seoul Dynasty three maps to none. Yiska, you have the floor. Called. Incorrect. Okay. Let me let Wrong. me let me explain. So I go on this show, and they ask me, what about Chengdu versus Seoul? And Joe explains to me that he thinks this will go to dive. 
So naturally, I'm like, okay, this is over. This is out of the gate, it's over. Because I'm convinced there's very few comps Soul isn't trash at. And the Hunters are pretty bad as well, but they're not bad at dive. So my mind goes tick, 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 and says, okay, there's a possibility. It's a little outrageous. I even said at the end of the show that it's probably not going to be in my, uh, in my uh, preview article. Which it wasn't. Then, then Slime, picks up, uh, <laughs> Slime picks up Soul. That's, that's the way it... Or he tries right to, way right? To he tried. About. Yes. And that changed a lot for me, for the reasons that we mentioned. Now, chat. Let me, let, me, let me score, okay? So I say Chengdu 1s, Seoul 1-1. One, one. Mm -hmm. Joe says Chengdu mm -hmm. isn't going to win. Mm -hmm. And where's the say? Did you just say something else? Anything else? Oh, just said Seoul's going to win. So just by basic math, mm -hmm. Chad, who is more right? Someone that has the guts to come on this show on the main stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody who got peer pressured into making a prediction that he ended Ooh. up flipping on in an article. The waffle. And then wants to talk to me so about that. Here's because the thing. So, hold on. <laughs> so I'm, I'm mediating this for a second. Yiska, you came out and you made a bold prediction and you justify it. You said you think that's, that Chengdu can and should beat Seoul. You brought up some good arguments as to why. And then you tucked your f***ing tail behind your f***ing legs like a little f***ing bitch. <laughs> and you didn't do that very well. I didn't get the... I didn't get the... I didn't get the bitch out of that one. Um, and you reneged on your article thinking that um, Slime was going to play. Yeah, he was going to win two maps by himself. <laughs> yeah. So, Naturally. Uh, therefore, you are awarded no points. We have all become dumber. Okay, because okay. Because of your okay. prediction, and may God have mercy, have mercy no, no, on no. your soul. I have zero points. I understand. Plus mm -hmm. one, minus one equals zero. Mm -hmm. Joe thought it was outrageous. Therefore, gets minus a million. That's fine. I win. Wrong. Nobody wins. <laughs> we all lose. Let's, let's be real. That's, that's actually where we can all come together, embrace each other, because the, yeah. that was the part directly after the point where we mm -hmm. said, if Chengdu wins against Seoul, Hero Pulse is trash, it's over, nobody can come out of our face in again. Yep. And they didn't just win, Joe. They thrashed two points, captured two points. in the entire... They scored two points. <laughs> Get out of my map face and a point on what? Week here reports, dude. Get out of my face. On How much more empirical evidence do you need that yeah. this like just comes up with clown shoes results that nobody 100%. should like? This is like I, I still think I had a fire com comparison. The people that like hero pools are the people that like seeing people suffer, make up stuff on the fly, face ridiculous. Um, like things coming out of nowhere, those are the same people that like Takeshi's Castle. Mm -hmm. You are watching sports like you're watching Takeshi's Castle if you like this. Mm -hmm. Get out of this league, please. Like, you're not, you're looking for a reality show. 
keep up with the Kardashians instead. This is not Overwatch. <laughs> it's ridiculous, dude. Out of here. All right. It's true. It's true. So I, I do need to ask the point blank question because there is the here's the you know there's always this different tier level of analysis that happens and like there's the base tier in which it was like oh it was, it was uh, the the Chengdu hunters just really played well that game yay and then this here below that is that Soul cannot play outside Anything. of double shield. That is actually not true anymore. No. They cannot play, play outside of double shield with Orisa. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Orisa. Fine. So, is that the only limiting factor of Seoul being a top tier team is that they no. don't have a good Orisa? Or is that just finding some commonalities and attributing it to the end result? Joe yes. is nodding his head on an audio podcast. So Yes, um, yes, I am. Yes, I am. For for those this audio team, listeners, I will fire. annotate the, Thank you. the body Thank you for <laughs> That's the good thing about Joe, because he's very empathetic to our audio listeners. So he's just applying the, you know, the hobgoblin sitting. So whenever he nods in the future, only takes about two more weeks, his back will, you know, have like the friction sounds where you can audibly hear it. Sounds like a squeaky door. The, mm. Yeah. Okay. 100%. Yeah. Soul, on the other hand, have a squeaky door. This team yeah. is on fire. That squeaky door is actually a lit. I, I postulated, right, that going into the season with gesture and profit, that they would have the strength of the London Spitfire of 2018, but without any of the downside. Somehow, some way, they have more of the downside of the London Spitfire than London Spitfire did. How much of that do you attribute to hero pools? And if it's over 90%, probably all probably a good amount, but these are also players that have a history. Again, you have like a, a good core of players from that team that were mega inconsistent. And I agree with the immediate pushback that it's like, well, you know, they weren't getting styled on this hard. That's something I could attribute to hero pools. If you put the London Spiffer of 2018, where they were at mentally into hero pools, that team definitely doesn't exist. Probably just blow up beforehand, right? You probably see retirements. It was it was probably that bad, right? Souls, I, I would imagine Souls probably at that point, like a 3-0 loss in that same in the in that way. Two points scored against the Chengdu Hunters. I didn't I couldn't believe that you've come somehow lost the, your will to live and lost your will to learn how to play this game and forgot how to play dive, how you many of these players have built careers on, right? Granted, again, I'm being very general here. Um, Echo's a new hero, and you know the way that the game is being played now is very different. Right? Yeah, how about that profit Echo, by up. the way? Horrendous, dude. It's this is this is this soul, soul team's on fire. Like this is this is not what we were promised. This is not good. Drastic okay. measures need to be taken. Here's here's the thought experiment. Wipe off all the nameplates. Okay. You look at the team that loses the games they lose. But they also beat Shanghai. Without that context, this is now probably the worst team in the Asian region, barring mm. probably Spitfire, maybe. Yeah. That massively overperformed because of hero pulls to Shanghai. Yeah. It's not that we're looking at a top tier team. That's our assumption because of the names that are on there. We're mm. looking at a bottom tier team that punched up. 
very much in the same way we looked at Chengdu punching up against Shanghai. That's the reality. Yep. If you don't consider the name value of these players, that's the level they're playing up to in their consistency of, of their performances. Yep. And in the hero polls, they are able to play that level at. And this is so something we'll that we have brought to see up how last develops, week. But and I'm going to toot my own horn here. And I said that I, this is one of the, yeah, the half of points right. that I made last that mm-hmm. last week is that their their decisive map scores are combined with beating Shanghai is confusing. We even had somebody mm. uh, respond on YouTube, going as far as to saying that Yiska's prediction of Chengdu was disrespectful. Mm-hmm. In which I applaud the strong use of words. Um, the but you know, so at the end of the day, right? They beat Valiant Gladiator Spark. Okay, fine. They get swept by Dragon's Charge Spark, mm-hmm. and then they narrowly beat out a win against Shanghai, and then they get now they're swept by the Hunters. Like this is not as decisive. They come out, and you have to kind of look at it week by week, right? You walk out week one, week two, week three. Three, three goes. Is Seoul for real? Let's assume so. They go up against and play Shanghai Dragons. They go 0-3. Is Seoul still for real? They should be. Shanghai Dragons are just the best team in the league. And they play Guangzhou. And you're like, mm-hmm. ooh. And then they play Hangzhou, and they're like, oh. But, you know, they... Well, the um, hero pools or something. I can't remember what the excuse was that week. Oh, I mean, hero yeah, pools. They come genuinely back. hero pools. It was echo and hero pools for me. That was that was my excuse. It was like, well, maybe it's maybe it's just too much all at once. Maybe the inconsistencies can go away, and then they come out and be beat Shanghai. It's like, whoa, I was right. Just kidding. So Wrong. they they go. The, you go back then again. Then the next week they come back and they play Shanghai. Yep. And they beat them three to two. In the course of two weeks. They have rebounded against the Shanghai Dragons, who they were swept by to win in five maps. What astounding resilience. This is a mm. great team. I love this. The Soul Dynasty have to be for real to show that type of resilience after three confusing losses, but really only one week of inconsistencies. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's the narrative that happened, and that's how people have yeah. seen it. But when you actually just look at it, it's just like, oh, they beat three good teams, and they got spanked, and they stole one from Shanghai. The, the thing is, it like that's why I hate hero pulls because if if you look at the at the um, the results, this and in the vacuum without hero pulls, this could very easily also be. A former world champion core roster in Jesha Prophet and Pedosin mm-hmm. just not feeling very motivated anymore. They come into the season, oh, motivation is high, then the grind starts, they start losing, and then, oh yeah, there's the perceived best team in the world coming, oh, now we want to show them what's up, and then they drop off again. That is also a very possible um, oh, really? like explanation to all of this, that it is genuinely motivational issues that we also already saw last season on, on the Spitfire. Yep. Um, so I wish the impressions we had was less muddy. I don't think that is something that should be solved with access. That should be solved by gameplay. 
gameplay should be able to tell us that, and it's yeah. not currently. No. Yep. And that's what what we bemoan when we don't get the narratives. But yeah. Yep. And we're doing a quick reel back in here because we're not going down yeah. the Hero Pools discussion this time. Nope. We are actually instead going to discuss the Vancouver Titans week. Uh, a lot of people have questions about, hey, what's post, uh, what's post Runaway Titans look like? Bad. Not great this week. Titans go 0-2 with an 0-6 map differential this week. Um, and sadly, it wasn't... I think as close as uh, anybody wanted it to be. Um, nope. They, you know, they had, the, I think the big one, I think everybody knew uh, playing against the fusion. Uh, yeah, sure. But the Houston tried. outlaws was, was no offense. Outlaws fans was the test to see if this is a team that is currently ready sure. or improving at a pace that they can compete with some of the bottom tier teams at the overwatch league uh, level. And let's be real about a few things. Number one, there you there you got thrown into this. Yeah, in a it's lot not the of players. Ways. This is it, it's it's very it's you can't just chalk it all up to that. Mm-hmm. They've gotten thrown into this. The all hope is not lost. But so far, um, they they played last weekend and this weekend with this roster, right? So they played Justice mm-hmm. Mayhem Outlaws. Houston, yeah. And then three of the F- fusion obviously are, are top tier, but they played yeah. three of the bottom tier teams and took one for, they went one for 10 or one. Yeah. One win out of 10 total maps. Um, that's, uh, and that there's the, the spreadsheet we're working off of. Um, it, it's concerning. They're not in a good spot right now. No, they're not. Let's let's be optimistic though, Joe. You got any brights? Oh god, no. <laughs> do you Zero. have any brights, Dalton? I I think these players do have potential. I I give no. Uh, I I I take nothing away from the players. They're doing as best they can. They all have potential. This is not a team that was set up for success, even in the slightest. I do not see them winning a match. This new roster will not win a match, and that's not the player's fault. This is completely from the organizational standpoint. You've done this. This is your fault. You you acted too slowly. You didn't keep your championship caliber roster somehow intact. Again, COVID, whatever, like however you want to hand wave that, regardless. You have not put this this team in a position to succeed. Period. I can't blame the players. I really can't blame the coaching staff. This is an organizational problem. And it's kind of a wash. The season's a wash. And you're just kind of fielding this roster because you have to. They're not going to win. I, I, I think the players do have potential, but I, I need to see them go through a postseason, actually fill out their roster the right way, because apparently rumor is they might have more signings, says Reddit, but there again, it's Reddit. Um. I feel bad for these players, right? Like it, it sucks because they're not bad. Like I don't, I don't think soon is bad. I, I've been, you know, pleasantly surprised with, with some of like the old, old guard kind of coming out and showing okay performances. KSA so looks what you're okay, saying is that this is it, properly, if this was a team that was just, you know what? We got a 21st team. Here's the team. They got two months before overwatch league starts to practice together and play. This is a team that would at least win an overwatch league. Probably, I, th- I, I think not, if you I'm not did, saying they're a top ten it. team, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if yeah. you tinker with it and you give them a little bit more time to to really cohese or coalesce, maybe would be the better word. I think they'd be okay. But being thrown at the wall in in, in the Titans like stead or runaway stead, I guess you you call it now. Yeah. What do you do? Just just to put it in perspective, if they lose their or if they don't win basically my May Madness, then they will have doubled uh yeah. sorry, May Me Lee. Um they will have doubled the losses that it, it, of the organizational history. Um since like yep. old Titans had five losses, now they have five five losses. Yeah. That's the that's the like it's diametrically <laughs> okay. it's not yeah. even just diametrically opposed. It's they are worse than Titans were good. Yep. That is nuts. And it's still like bonkers to me that you are gifted. You are literally gifted a championship caliber team, but couldn't keep it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who's to blame in that org. I don't know who I need to talk to. I don't know what kind of Karen email I need to send, but somebody needs to be fired. Some, somebody's head needs to be on a pike for that. You were gifted. Gifted. Here you go. Just take it. You have a championship caliber roster. You can even fiddle with it. You can even add players, remove players like you did. Somehow it's gone now. Nobody blame yep. much stuff. Yep. Anyways. Probably dropped us off a great final as well. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Let's go on to another team we don't get to talk about much unless we talk about um, how they're getting pounced. The Boston Uprising take their uh, second win of the season. Finally, the, get to talk positively all Boston. Against the LA Gladiators, though. Uh, what what the hell? Uh, what the hell happened here? <laughs> yeah. Like what what like listen, I it didn't I knew I I would say this. I would I fully expected Boston to steal a couple of wins against and I don't even want to say steal, but but beat some bottom five teams. I didn't think that they were that okay. far behind okay. on some of those bottom five teams. Give them the right hero sure. pools. Give them yeah, a one I, game I a week thing, yeah. whatever they, they, you know, they walk away with four or five wins on the Maybe season. Maybe they steal right. a game against justice, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I can see that. Or, sure. you know, Vancouver. On our current this is situation. Sure. Stuff one. like that. Yeah. Like, like I fully expected. I didn't think Boston will walk away with just one win. And I even forgot about it. And in the notes, I said that this was the first one of their season. That's how, <laughs> that's how yeah. bad uh, I perceive Boston season so far. Uh, but I did not expect this to come against uh, a team that I think is that. a team that I think is kind of floating and flirting with that top ten spot. Yep. So I uh, uh, what the hell? What the hell happened here? I I think again this is one of those like balanced discussions. That's like it's a little bit of column A, it's a little bit of column B. I think Boston yeah. massively performed like. New team to take Yiska's analogy for a second. If you wipe the names and the teams off the server, move the colors, like washed it out, you wouldn't be able to tell that that was Boston Uprising. No. Somehow, Punk comes into this team, looks like a stud. They must have been clapping and scrims because the the confidence on this team was just at another level. Yunbong again keeps carrying this team. Just is our bedrock for their success. Doesn't get any rewards, by the way. Completely, you know, tossed aside by the the cute face, you know, pinchable, likable, affable Jerry, who not a bad player, but is completely propped up by by a massive narrative. 
Um, what? What if, dude? What? What if the coaching staff legitimately listened to Christopher saying this, and they were actually clapping contenders teams all week, and they come in and this works? I mean, I'm, I'm like, this You're is a five percent chance. You're welcome, Overwatch fans. <laughs> Like, if Say that's how it works, nothing. dude, human psychology is kind of nuts. I, I, I'd, I'd have to imagine it's probably not contenders, but I still I still kind of work. Like, I, I agree with you that, like, it was a it was a morale thing, right? Like, you have to be able to break that pace. And I think Punk coming in adds a little bit of that that kind of mm-hmm. um, that newlywed, you know, honeymoon phase. Yeah. And they probably did well in scrims. Like, again, his Sigma was sick fat fluxes just blocking projectiles on like reaction what it kind of looked like i don't know if that was actually the case but just crispy shields like i was massively impressed this was a sick team and nobody of worth got rewarded for it which i think is a crying shame that said that's all the negative things i'm going to say about boston boston looks very good i hope i hope please don't rob me of this boston that you continue to perform i'm so tired of talking down on you this yeah. I want you to be like good. saying bad things I, on this. No, like despite popular to. belief, like we don't like saying bad things no. about teams. If if everything uh, was good in Overwatch, I'd be a much happier man. Usually co-hosts, we love saying bad things about each other. True, but teams, no, no, we don't like it. Stop being bad. Just be good. Forehead. Just, just be good. Forehead. Be good. Can you just be good? Can we give Myung Bong a reward, like an MVP though? Come on, guys. Punk as well. First game. Give it to Jerry though. How do you give it to Jerry, dude? I'm so over it, man. I'm like, so who over decides it. that? Really? I don't know. Like, okay, like real talk. Whoever someone's got to take start taking this seriously. If this yeah. is a metric where we say X player had X amount of MVPs, even in mm-hmm. these situations, how is everyone clowning on this and trying to build this guy up as like? Uh, a narrative or something like, like my Jerry's been okay. Way, my own is a way sicker story than Jerry ever was. Yes, like, come on, but his name, but his name is, but he's good. cute. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't crumble. You can't, you can't monetize Bong, his cakes. You can't hashtag then. legalize it with. A name that has the word the they give it English to punk. for yeah, punk. and, and punks punk. like yeah. I don't need them damn punks get off my lung. Like I I need positivity. I need Soldier seventy six says it in the game. I need Jerry no. from Rick and Morty. I need a nice, responsible, middle aged father figure. That's that's who Jerry is. I don't need bongs and I don't need punks. I feel like with this logic, like if Aim God just went back to being Jeff, he'd probably be your favorite player. But we can't. I was just gonna say we can't put God in there and keep God out of this. This is Overwatch. Uh, if he called himself Jeff God, we can talk about it. Jeff God. Jeff God. <laughs> uh, what a name. Anyways. Bum God. Yeah. Bum that's God's that's how you one. get Zen buffs, by the way. That's exactly how you get Zen buffs. <laughs> Jeff's God. A, a developer God. All right. All right. With your name. Good on you, Boston. Glad's. Uh, I don't know what to do with you. That's another thing. You can get like, one, I, I'm though. Like, you okay. get one. 
Get one what? You get one. Oh, you get like a hero pool. That you get a mulligan. Flub. You get a mulligan. Yeah. They're playing. They're playing for better seeds. It's a pretty big mulligan. Yeah, they're playing for. They're taking advantage of brackets. That was the beauty of all of this. Is that it wasn't gladiators necessarily crumbling. Yeah. It it was. No, it wasn't. Boston legitimately played played well. And. I asked around if punk actually like is considered a nutter in Australia or whatever. Apparently, even isn't. Like that's that's what you know the the army from down under told me, mm. and it's very surprising to see someone just like that's one of the most impressive, like you know mid season pickup come in change transform team. Like once again, we're transforming tra- transforming teams with pickups. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is another one. Like, if they can actually off of that, really improve this heavily. That's kind of nice. That's the kind of pickups you want this season. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it, I I hear you, chat. It is one match. Yeah, that Not guy who cooks. Anybody expect yes. Guy who cooks says one thing that I think I yeah, I hate it when chat makes a good point, but. He says, let's not get it ahead of ourselves. It's it, one is, week. it was one match. Yeah. You can't really. I, mean, I, will... I don't know that you prepare for Boston to begin with, but you can't really prepare for Boston with two brand new players. Um, so. But, okay, guys, you got to understand about like Bayesian probability. You have a base assumption. So cats, cats jump on the, on the counter. Uh-huh. This cat just teleported and went flying, robbed the state of the union. I don't know what the the uh-huh. it's not that rob uh bank and okay. then started the teaching at Howard. State of the union That's bank. how unexpected. And then you would probably think very differently about cats generally if you saw one yeah. cat do that. I. Probably. If one cat did it, I'd probably be pretty impressed. I need props. So that is Boston winning against the Gladiators in the fashion that they did. But I don't think of Boston the same way. I'm going to travel into your your crack world, okay? (laughs) Hear me out. (laughs) Hero Pools is like some sort of fifth dementia, you know... Dementia. Ayahuasca trip. <laughs> dementia. <laughs> like, what is. It's a dimension. Just a dementia. Dementia, dimension. <laughs> yeah. I had to play, I had to play in Yiska's world. <laughs> yeah. Hero pools. Hero, the yeah, the one brain cell that was just like God. still tripping, I oh. flipped it over and he <laughs> took it up seamlessly. Fifth same dimension. same brainwaves here. Welcome, 100%. <laughs> Welcome to the fifth dementia. <laughs> My name's Bart. I think. It's uh, mental. All right. Okay. Somebody made a comment about the awkward pauses in our shows this past week, and I get it. That I get sucks. It. I get oh it. well. I get it. I that I, I, like I, I felt that one. <laughs> And that was uh, that was okay. Uh, let let's travel more into the fifth dementia and talk about this uh, sweep. The Paris Eternal sweep the Dallas Fuel three to zero. Now, uh, I feel like that was sobering. Uh, 
listen, I, I think that there are arguments that you could make that Paris just kind of has this level of resiliency and like, but if you said, you know what, I don't think that they're favored, but I'm going to say that I think Paris is going to beat Dallas or I think that they are favored. Yeah. I, I would, I would hear you out. Even in this dementia, not the fifth dementia, just this dementia, the first mm-hmm. dementia in mm. the first dementia, I would still, I would still hear you out. Uh, but I did not expect it to look and feel this yeah, one-sided this was, Joe. This is a clapping. This was this was not the the match I was hoping for. I was hoping for some decay, you know, soon duels, decay, maybe popping off, stealing a map or two, and then Paris, you know, clutching it out as they tend to do. Nope, this was just Paris, just being a different caliber team, um, and clapping Dallas uh, up and down the court. It was not close. It was not very fun to watch. It was kind of uncoordinated from Dallas. Um, yeah, not fun. Not a good one. Um, Echo might be the best thing to happen to uh, a post XE Paris. Yeah, I could I could agree with that Nico looks fantastic. Got uh, you know credit to him. His doom is uh, risk or reward or, or high risk high reward kind of coin flippy. Sometimes you you really nail it, and sometimes you just kind of miss and flub. Um, his Echo is really good. His May is fantastic. Like he's really kind of settling out to be like a a, a big bright spot for this team, and I. Would have never guessed, to be completely honest. I pleasantly surprised. Again, I'm pleasantly surprised with this team. If there's anything, if there's one like long-lasting narrative within this cluster of a season, I think Paris has just blown the socks off of most people's expectations. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people are just like, oh, I think there was like a faction that was like, oh, Sparkle and you know the coaching staff is going to be crazy. It's not even. I mean, it's part of that. It's definitely the coaching staff, but it's Sparkle hasn't even gotten to the roster yet, and they're they're sick. Yeah. yeah. I kind of. I'm kind of like reluctant to even see him put into that team. Hopefully they've been scrimming with him. It sounds like they, they have, but I don't I, Do you really want to change things? Hopefully you can just plug him in and it works, you know, without a hitch, but I think they've got a great thing going, even with the players that they have. And if you can, again, if, if you can put in sparkle and he just like cruise controls with the team, they're, they're a contender. They, they might be like the the Philadelphia fusion of season one, that kind of dark horse, that dark horse. The award. dark horse in the fifth dark dementia. Dark horse award. Welcome to the dark horse in the fifth dementia. <laughs> you know, it also just illustrates the point that like when we when that was still a narrative like, you know, mm. Korea against the West and this type of thing when where our worlds hadn't grown together as they were. Like, I feel like these situations just show that the real transcendental, I'm saying it again, uh, <laughs> difference is coaching. with our language yeah. today. Is coaching. Yeah, I agree. Like, if, if you can make Ben Best look like this and Nico look like this, Nico, who literally has been in Overwatch since day one day when one. he won a 2015. tournament. Like he he legitimately won the first tournament. Look it up. Yeah. He won the Melty. first tournament with Melty. Yep. If you can look, make this guy look like where you have to question if Sparkle is playing Doomfist, then something is going on there, and something's in the water in Paris. And the same was true for uh, Sinatra and Super with Krusty. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the same was true with Note. And um, 
you know the the Boston boys over there. No, it's coaching, dude. If you, it, point, but that's the thing is, it's not just coaching; it's having a good coach beating the the the, the faculties and the the right being at the right place, at the right time, with the right style for the right players. It's kind of like a a perfect, not a perfect world, but like you kind of have to. It's the puzzle piece fitting, right? You'd agree with that, yeah. But like some of these play the coaches do it to too many environments where it's like, sure, I yes, think the better the coach. The more puzzles they can solve, right? You, mm -hmm. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I uh, but I agree. I think coaching, like, they're worth their weight in gold. The crusties, the nine Ks, the the Paris staff in general. Like, it's hard to really even uh, equate who's who's kind of the architect. There is at nine K. Just that staff mm. in general is just next level. Looking yeah. at Valiant, I think they've done a bang up job with what they've got. Yeah. It's coaching. <laughs> it, it's coaching. If you can get that good coaching staff, if you can build out a roster that really makes sense in terms of coaching, it, it almost doesn't matter sometimes what, what kind of players you give them. They're going to perform like way higher than you expect them to. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, it allows some players to just become the type of uh, individuals that you want th them to be, right? Like, um, like Sinatra, it's not a, it's not necessarily even a drive difference. Apparently, it's it's like the difference is guidance, and this is where we are behind, and we also let a lot of let's call a spade a spade, all sales uh, snake oil salesmen in. I sympathize with some teams that may have suffered that because we're so like. It, it is such a big, you know, circus. It's such a big pony show, the Overwatch League. That's, you know, there's no precedent to really tell who's good and who's bad. Mm -hmm. So I, as an org, like I, I, I kind of feel for him and say, I hope this guy or gal knows what they're doing because there's really no resume here. And esports is a still, you know, a budding field where it's like. You know, hopefully you have some sort of experience and you, you know, the experience that you do have elsewhere seems like it makes a lot of sense. OK, yeah, come on board. And oh, you don't know what you're doing. Like, I feel for him to an extent, but it's also like if other people can get it right enough of the time, like you should probably be able to get it right, too. I'll also say. Maybe the flip side of the coin is Dallas. In what way? Because they've now been clapped by Paris. Uh -huh. They okay, no no idea how serious these teams actually take that event, but they got just got clapped by Houston in this Lone Star Clash thing. Sure. They showed promise and now it's gone again? Is that how it happens? Despite having a player that if he was to play on any other successful roster, he would probably be playing for the MVP. Where his DPS duo is also like nuts. Where okay, okay, the the other pieces we can talk about, but that is that that in itself is very nuts. Like that DPS lineup, probably among the best in the Overwatch League. So could be, could be. Yeah. Of course, that's also a meta thing for them. I think to a degree. Um, where Decay being banned out on Tracer does things. Of course, yeah. But 
you cannot put it on one guy. This is like, you know, that's, that's, that's like, you, you, you cannot, this is not the game for it where you can't put it on one guy or two guys, especially if it's the DPS guys. It's usually the, like we very early figured out into the game that leaks are being won by support and tank lines and that very few teams are able to carry it through the DPS lineup. And yeah, I, I wonder what, what, a, what a different coaching staff could be doing with Dallas. Like that's a, and it's also not for a lack of trying, I think to a degree uh, that Dallas, like they, they have, they're on their, is it the second head coach? Technically Third? second, yeah. Yeah. Um, like there's a time and place for everything. I just wonder like how much, how better the, how much better the pieces have to be before this team becomes a uh, top half team that it should be. Yeah. Based on the name that they have. I agree. Uh, This is a little bit of a hard switch in gears here. Okay. We discussed the Vancouver Titans a little bit and we, we briefly touched on it, but we have, we have to take a moment. (laughs) We have have to take a moment and discuss about uh, Chipsa getting his first, uh, Chipsa getting his uh, uh, first Overwatch League debut. Well, his Overwatch League debut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that's Overwatch was played. Overwatch was watched. Uh, we can say there are some Overwatch was watched. 50% more than Overwatch is usually watched. That's true. And large, large increase. Makes you wonder what could be if we had more people like this or if we kept Crazy. the people that were like this. Crazy. In Overwatch. Yeah. What happens when you build a star? You build drama. So what you get? You get a 14k increase. Fran, That's the thing, one. like uh-huh. where there's light, there needs to be dark. Yep. Otherwise, you cannot see. Like without background, you don't see the stars. The pro I, I guess the problem with that analogy is that like we're shining a spotlight and Blizzard is Batman, but they're just not they're just like, huh? I don't <laughs> where's my pizza? I called Papa, you know, John said the pizza was gonna be here. I'm going to Pizza Hut. It's yeah. they're just you know, they don't see it. <laughs> Okay. I'm, I, I'm sorry I brought up Chipsa. I didn't. Know. No, I didn't know. I mean, you guys like would he showed up, he played. I, I mean, I don't hate it. It was just yeah, like it's Vancouver, it's it. Chipsa. It's like you hate it. It's okay. It wasn't even that great. It's uh, yeah. Like let's be honest. Like it's like Chipsa has built this character up, and that yeah. carries them. The way he sold it wasn't that nice. I mean, yeah, the performance. It was kind great. of fumbled in the interview, if we've been honest. Can we you thought be the I party didn't even watch the interview. I thought the interview wasn't horrible for the bit it that w- I heard. I don't know. There was no finesse to it, really. It I mean, was it's, just... it's better. Th- I'll take anything at this point. I'll That's take any thing. kind of... That's the thing. Yeah. Anything is better than what, what we have. But I, okay, so that opens up a whole There's other no problem. There's no skilled show, show, showman in Overwatch. Nah, That's the thing. Moment, no. the, you know who the best skilled showmen are in Overwatch? Brennan Sideshow. And it, then it's... 
and we're still looking. Uh, haven't there's heard it. Else. Haven't heard it. Yeah. It's... Then, then at some point at the bottom of the pit, uh, there's Dogman. Funny people. No, like showmen, like skilled showmen, like people who are good. I, but, I, I, yeah, no, okay, I, so, I get what you're, I get what you're saying, yes, but what yeah. makes them skilled showmen? I don't disagree with a, you, but yeah. the the qualification I think is important mm. to be able to perform an act with a certain sophistication behind it, a certain wit, um, hitting. Okay, we're getting very pretentious here, but uh, hitting a certain zeitgeist of the community where they feel part of it, uh-huh. and as much as they come into the community, they come out of the community, and then they tickle your fancy. That's that's the skilled showman. And I think a lot of them could be, but then it's like, ah, I'm not here to get fined on my 50k, bro. I'm not here to get lambasted by the community on Twitter because we don't like villains. Grr. Dude. Yes, I agree, Chad. Uber Uber is among the skilled showmen. 100%. Uber is definitely. That goes without saying. Um, he's he's a different type. I though. think he's a professional sure, skilled but you showman still because he put him needs because he he needs a yeah. job after this. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, but like, yeah, I think no, I Uber, agree. Uber would have to be counted to one. Yeah. The the sad thing is, is like if you go though and look and and there there are some really good like I I think Christopher is actually a really great showman. Definitely um, good. But I, if he I wanted just, to, he, he could step up and do that. That's just not his platform, right? Yeah. Like there's. There's so many things. I think uh, Jake in his day was one Could too. Have been. Now, now to be fair, I think the showmanship is different between shaving your eyebrows Ooh. and being, sure. you know, just kind different of, kinds, just kind of crazy and funny and witty, and instead being like the Jane style of showman that's uh, like kind of built the brand on analytical logic and like listen, like you somebody you want to listen to kind of thing and. Mm-hmm. I think that Bren and Sideshow have my favorite combination, but uh, I, I don't want to like say that somebody like Jake, um, a vast Costa, uh, you know, eh, like those guys that, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't want to say that they don't have it. Um, to your point with Jake, though, I don't know if everybody caught it. The man went on like an 11 minute solo casting spree that was completely un, un, unprecedented, I'd say. That man needed some oxygen after that. To, to kind of set the stage, if anybody didn't kind of catch that, ZP kind of lagged out and he was just left to cast like the rest of the game, it felt like. Uber kind of tried to come in, but they were like desynced. Jake took that and ran with it and absolutely knocked that out of the park. So kudos to him. I think that that was a fantastic showing and. Yep. Hats off. That was that was insane. Very, very probably. I don't even remember what match that was in, but I remember that from whatever match that happened. in. it was the most important thing in the match. Yes. Transcendental casting. He spoke to my zeitgeist. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Chad very is good. Chad is talking Chapeau. about who on the show has the most showmanship. And like, it's obviously Yiska because only he, he has be made a sandwich. Props. Yeah, that's true. He's um, drank an entire picture, a pitcher of water. He's put his True. hat over his head. Mm. Uh, what else has he done? That's just dumb. But he 
I've done some other stuff. It's it's like why Brian and Sideshow are good at this is very transparent. Not only do they have talent for it and have that wacky just like nature about them, they also worked at it. Together. Like side sideshow was I think they were I'm not sure if they together were at an improv class. Oh, okay. But that's that's what they did, right? Like, I know that I think like Reinforce was also though, part went of that. to yeah, I think it was Reinforce also went to improv. Yeah, and I, I wonder how much of that is still being done. I wonder what the you know, these types of I'm sure they have story meetings, but it's also challenging to kind of point them out and like yeah. like you know, like I, I wonder how they're I'm sorry, I got to say it. The veteran experience is missed. And um, I think, yeah, like. They are they are a treasure that that is actually the worst thing that could happen. I like these guys that they came out and just also instantly were maybe not the best technical casting duo. Sure. But like the most entertaining. You don't have to be. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing yeah. It's like. I have never met a single person and, you know, people in YouTube comments will probably let me know and they'll have no followers and an anime avatar, but they'll be like, uh, you know, like I don't like sideshow and Bren and like, I've, but I've actually never met somebody to be like, I don't like sideshow and Bren. I've, I've had people say like, I wish that they were a little bit more technical in their casting or I wish they didn't talk so funny, but like, I've never had anybody actually be like, oh yeah, this is bad for the league. Like, I don't think, and I've had for every single other caster besides Uber, I can recall Mm -hmm. a specific conversation where they're like, I don't like this person for the league. I think that there's somebody better and for them, there's not. And I think that's a big deal. So anyways, um, do we want to address our friend of the show, Christopher? Yeah, for let's what do it. Why not? Are we getting a, a uh, message from the beyond? Um, Christopher says, why do we get so much hate for Chipsa when teams are salarying players who are perma-benched, who don't play Overwatch, and... Wait, I gotta reach for the button. Talk. It's on a regular basis. It's not a bad and point. To which I say, true... True. True. Truths in chat. It's true. And they are probably also making more money than Chips, I would think. Oh, well. We don't know. uh, From from their org. Mm. You think? Yeah. Really? I think so. I think think the Chips and Move was like mega brained. It showed in the viewership numbers, and that's almost more important at this point than you know, anybody winning a championship. Is I the, love, I yeah. love the chips and moves. The optics. But I, I have always expected and will continue to expect that the chips, a actual play will not be something that we spend yeah. multiple minutes gushing over on the show. No, definitely not. I mean, maybe, but the thing is, okay, here's my thing. Should should the league just like chip in? 
for the for the boost. Like when nobody else is, when everyone else is just phoning it in in comparison to yeah, yeah, yeah. Titans, minimum, no mm -hmm. brands whatsoever there, nothing exciting about them. And then yeah. you have one guy that just like lifts viewership by 50% and just due to the anticipation creates like dialogue constantly in, in terms of is he going to play, is he not, what's happening here. Sure, sure. Meanwhile, like, and then everyone gets the same from short sales. Okay, dude. Like, I hate American sports so much. <laughs> it's rough. I'd like to see more content built around chips. I think it would do very well, and people would be very receptive to it. I think the league would see a a nice uptick. So, yeah, yeah. I'd like I'd like to see that played up. I'd like to see more players, you know, play up part of their personalities. It doesn't have to be, you know, trash talking. It can be whatever. Just it has to be a little extra. You have to be willing to put yourself out there. And I know the community is this way and that way. And there's no, you're not going to please everybody, but it's better than being flex support. Number two. Yeah. Nameless player. Number five. Go out there, be a little, not, not be edgy, but you know, put yourself out there. I think you'd be surprised with what, with what I would you do, do, man. If I was good at video games, I feel like I would be way more con like, man, I'd be like, that's the, Oh, that's, that's the gate for so many great personalities. Yeah. And on the flip, like on the flip side, I'm like, you're so good at a game. Why don't you just like bloom as a person and make millions of dollars? Just do it. Just do it. Just yeah. bloom as a person and make millions of dollars. And it's also like, okay. they kind of were raised on not doing that though. Right. Well, true, and there's it's also tough. not a lot of time. Like how do you, like yeah. grinders yeah. typically aren't these when extroverted we people? Anyways, yeah. um, it's, rough. Uh, it's it's not easy, but yes, I would agree with you. Like, please go out there and and it, it's also a little bit of grass is only green is always greener, right? Like I'm sure there was yeah, a lot yeah. of professional gamers who are like, man, I wish I just had a personality like this guy. Then boom, world mine. Probably got to work for it. Um. Anyways, uh, last last match we I want to talk about. We're sure, going sure, sure, we're sure, going sure. long today, boys. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, last last match. Uh, just a reminder to everybody. Thank you so much for the subs and chat. We are thanking you at the end of the episode. Uh, I just don't want you to think that we don't see him and forget. Um, is the Atlanta Rain versus the San Francisco Shock? And uh, unfortunately. It was not the one that we, nope. it's not what we wanted, I will say. It's not what Boss I wanted though. anyways. Boss. This kid constantly coming in clutch. Ons playing a lot more than I think people expected and doing very well. Atlanta, He's though. nuts. Yeah, Ons is actually crazy. Very, very. If he played more, I think he probably could be one of the only people to rival Lip. If they played him more, but I think it's going to be tough to argue at the end of the season unless they yeah, just yeah. like put him on like cruise control and he's just a perma starter and he really just like pops off. It's going to be tough to argue like it's going to be him alarm lip. And I think lips probably leading that discussion just because of how like unknown yeah. he was going into that. But again, not the not the topic at hand. Atlantis just what do where's Erster? I don't even know if that fix anything, but also where is that kid? What are we doing with him? So the question that we have here, I mean, there's lots of questions, but a question that I have mm. is this, the Atlanta Rain are now five and five. Yep. 
they have an 0-3 loss to the Shock, a 2-3 loss to the Valiant, an 0-3 loss to the Fusion, a 2-3 loss to the Fusion, and then a 1-3 loss to the Internal. Not an easy record, to be fair. Not That's not an that's easy a, that's schedule. A, that's a tough schedule. That's not an oh. easy schedule. They can still be a top five NA team. NA team. NA team. I'd have to think more on it, but maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I think they're just I'm not sure. thoroughly average. Their now. wins are they, Defiant, yeah. Uprising, Mayhem, Ju- yeah, I guess not. Justice yeah. and Outlaws. <laughs> okay, never not mind. Uh, <laughs> Hard schedule, pretty weak wins. I think they're somewhere See in the middle. See ya. Let's go. <laughs> hey, we're done. Uh, no, yeah. Okay. So yeah, it was. <laughs> it was no. No. I, I think I think I think you touched on a point there though, where it's like it's tough to really even gauge where they're at because it's like, well, you beat up on the teams you should and you probably lose to the teams that you should. And the Valiant match was, you know, disappointing, but that's the only one that seems like kind of up in the air. So it, maybe they are just painfully average, but like bet like top five NA. So we have shock Philly Paris, right? You'd have to say, and then who else? That's, Glatz? Yeah, it does kind of drop off a cliff. Let's see. It's it's actually incredible how sometimes names just elude you. I I mean, I have it up in front of me, and it's just like, it's just a a mishmash of gray. Fusion Shock. Fusion Shock Paris. Paris? Fusion Shock Paris. That's three. You have four fingers up. Where's the fourth team? Florida. Is it Florida, dude? Post hero pools. They're six and one. Mayhem are six and one post hero pools. They also had a very easy schedule, but especially these last few weeks. So did the rain as well. They also didn't lose against Boston. True. Yo, my mind is blown. Could be. Florida is a top five team in NA. Could be. Florida, I think, is a top five team in NA. But that doesn't say much, does it? No, not at all. The mid-pack in NA is, like, very underwhelming. I think Valiant could be up there. I think Valiant you is could one that Glads. you would want to, like... Yeah. I think that's Valiant is the one that you want to be there. Valiant or Fuel. Yeah, I... I could see Valiant feels a little bit of a tougher ask, even though I think there are ways where they could. I think there's still an argument for Glads. I think Rain definitely is is within that pack, but it's they kind of just fight amongst themselves, and then you have to try to beat Paris. Chat, we we need to we need to establish something here. Every NA team has a schedule that plays bad teams. Yeah, because there's literally only two there's really so many. good teams. <laughs> you have Fusion and Shock. <laughs> So the chances are that one out of the, so you have what, two out of the 11, 12 teams, 13 teams, mm-hmm. only two out of the 13 teams are good teams. So yep. everybody plays bad teams in NA right now. Yep. It, let's just. It's just a measurement of how much more than the next team. So everybody's played a bad team. Yeah. So this is, 
Uh, it's you know it, it's interesting to uh, to 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 see that I guess to put numbers on on where we think they're at. Yeah, I, Florida might be leading that, especially with uh, with the recent record. Yeah, it's tough, but they've got a they've got a good showing. I think like the 3-0 over Paris is very interesting. Of course, like at the end of March and end of March is a very different world to Overwatch uh, mm -hmm. comparison to now. They, they did alive. lose against uh, Atlanta and then they also at the beginning of March, which is a very, very different time in Overwatch. They lost to the Spitfire. Yeah, like that. Those are teams that they should be winning against. I think if London was qualify back for here. that top five, sure. I but, mean, I think I think London just fills out that mid pack even more, though. Like, I don't, I don't know that we even have a better like. I don't think we have a clear discussion if the teams stay. But that's the beauty of next weekend, dude. Because hopefully, hopefully, if these teams at least win some games. Like the less games you get to play, the less we know we how good you are. Totally, yeah. Like five head, but like if you get trounced in the first round, that doesn't necessarily mean you're bad. No, it means you probably match. you didn't know what no hero pulls hero uh, hero pulls was. meant. Yeah. Um, but if they if they win like one or two matches, no, two matches would be finals, right? Uh, yeah. No, not not quite yet for NA, but um, yeah. Then it turns like well, it depends on who you on are. Opposition, yeah, yeah. It depends on yeah. This is if Florida ooh. wins two matches, they're in grand finals. If Valiant wins two matches, they're grand finals. It's Wait, it's kind of up in the air. Works? Yeah, because they both teams have buys. Valiant and Mayhem both have buys, which we'll get into on Wednesday. True. So if they won two matches, they'd be in the finals. True. Whereas if like a team like Paris, pa okay, the top side of that bracket. Okay, we're getting off track. Um, yeah, I'm I excited Mayhem for Mayhem. I think Mayhem are a top five team. They, there's a strong argument to put them there. I would say. I, I'd I have think to agree. Right I don't like now, it, but you have to be yeah. dumb to not entertain. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I safe. You need to be so. I, I let me put this as politically possible uh, as politically as possible. Put on, put on your Joe hat. Your mind must be in the fifth dementia if you think that the Florida Mayhem are not a top five team in NA right now. It's like the only other teams that come to mind that could slot them out of there is Gladiators and mm -hmm. Brain. Yes, which and both of them aren't doing that hot. Not that great right moment. now. Totally. Yeah. We talked about this. Mayhem has a super easy schedule. So do 11 out of the 13. Well, actually, everybody in NA. Yep. <laughs> That's the thing. We just talked about this. <gasps> NA is an easy schedule comparatively. I mean, look at the Atlanta schedule. But Atlanta's schedule, yeah. like everybody. So, it, uh, John, correct me if I'm wrong. The point you're making with that is that everybody has played bad teams. The right? only good teams that are in like let's say let's say top five league teams. You have Shock yep. and you yep. have Fusion. Yep. Paris. Yeah, I'd say I'd say Paris. I'd say Paris. You got three in Atlantic out of so, the thirteen teams. You have ten duds. So you it's, it it's means close. that three out of thirteen, like I don't know, let's do some math. 
here. Yeah. Thirteen divided by three. One out of four. We'll, we'll just roughly say whatever that is. That's like twenty five percent. I'm not gonna put my name on math. I'm horrible. Twenty three percent. So twenty three percent of your matches are against good teams. Yep. In Atlantic. In Atlantic. It's either you're playing against a team that you kind of share a class with or no, yeah, it's a no bad team. other team in the Atlantic other teams in the Atlantic division. And I'm just, I'm just going to look just to make sure conferences Atlantic let's, I'm going to go from the bottom up Boston uprising. Obviously not good showing bad team. Washington justice, bad team, Toronto defiant, bad team, Houston outlaws. Sorry, bad team. London Spitfire. Well, not here anymore, but yeah, they're... pretty mediocre team. Atlanta Rain. Pretty mediocre. Paris Eternal. Mm-hmm. Good team, I'd say. Good. Florida yeah. Mayhem. Eh, less good. New York Excelsior. Somewhere in the mediocre range. New York Excelsior. Good, good team. Good and again, team. like these are this is on the Overwatch League website, and they're actually yeah, I don't yeah. think accurate anymore, right? That's not accurate. Not, yeah. The NYXL, New York's not there, London's not there. So London's not there, and we instead we have Shock there, mm-hmm. Valiant there, Gladiators there, and Dallas there. I think the fair framing is there's two teams at the top, most definitely. It's oh, Shock not and it's Philly. Yep. Then there's a step down to Paris. And then I think we have an argument that we have a either three or four team bubble of which uh, Florida is one. Sure. Am I missing one team that should be eye up? So in that four team bubble, we're saying Valiant, Rain, Glads, Florida. So yeah, you have Gladiators, so yeah. Dallas, Valiant. Dallas, no. no. I don't say Dallas. I'm not, saying, say I'm not saying them either. I'm, I'm yeah, listing yeah. out the okay, potential okay. teams listening. that... Yeah. Anybody with a brain might bring up. Um, yeah. yeah. Atlanta. Paris. Yeah, I think it's Atlanta in that Gladiators. Valiant. Florida. And then maybe Valiant. That's okay. the bubble bit. And can that, we expand right? it to five? Five bubble team? Who, who's the, the next one? So it'd be Gladiators. It'd be Rain. Yeah. It'd yeah. be Valiant. Yeah. It'd be Florida. Yeah. I feel like I'm missing one. Yeah. Maybe. Who's, Does it feel like I'm missing one? Chat. Chat. Chat, there's one. Glad there, there must Valiant, be one more. Atlanta, Florida. I'm missing one. Dallas, Dallas. Dallas? I feel like I'm missing one. Dallas, no. Maybe it is four. We Never might mind. not. We yeah, might maybe not. It yeah. Maybe, maybe it's four. Maybe it's a four. Minute. Yeah. Yeah. That feels right. What? Yeah. So it's not egregious to say Florida is a top five team. In NA. In NA. Yeah. 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 The real question is, that I want to know is how do they fare post hero pools against some of their Pacific Conference counterparts? Florida? Mm-hmm. Uh, at, like, uh, at, at, the, at, at the surface level, I feel like they wouldn't fare very well. And they would quickly Probably be not. knocked back down. And I like I think that they're a bubble top ten team in Overwatch League. Yeah, I'd say. 
Like it, I think if you just, put them in just head math, I don't have everyone above them and below yeah, yeah, yeah. them. I'm this just is like, this is a feeling. Yeah, like I could totally see that team sneaking into play uh, to play-ins. Like yep. totally, yeah, totally a play-in team, and I could totally see see, see them taking a, a match or two in in those play-ins. Hundred percent. But if but, you put them in pack, maybe they trade with the spark. Maybe like a top four team in pack, spark. arguably. Spark. This is again like Spark is getting some some help with Architect, but yeah, I was have say free not been good. Spark has not been good. Chengdu not been good. London, we're kind of waiting to see. Seoul not good. It's Florida, yeah. I, again, I'm I'm slowly becoming very wrong on where I judged Florida the, going into this season. It, the cat is doing it again, dude. It's once again jumping to, through the dimensional portals and just like again, you, know, you you have no. to you have to remember back to where you put them in terms of power rankings. You guys were very high on them. I don't think yeah. I don't think like it's a feeling thing because you're looking at it. You go Florida mayhem, ew. Florida mayhem season one bad team. Season two horrible team. Season three. Yeah. Turned it around. But, but I will also say the feeling that you get from these teams sure. is that legitimately there are only three teams in the Atlantic Division that are considered good, that you could consider good. And Paris is probably not even an objective measure. And we cut them some slack because of their illnesses and like players retiring. You think so? They're, yeah, because their record doesn't back it up. They lose the odd game that they shouldn't. I mean, I guess. They did lose 3-0 against uh, Atlanta, for instance. Yeah. I still think they're like in a class above Atlanta, though, right? I think just performance-wise, like, yeah, maybe, maybe you could like hand wave a couple hero pool losses, but like overall so far, I feel like but they Paris has been really good. Wait, let, me, let me see who they... So they, they lost did. against Florida 3-0. That true, was... true, true. I, you, then yeah, they I lost against the do. Outlaws 3-0. They did beat Philly. They did beat Philly once, yes. They beat Philly. And they also, okay, I mean, at the start of the season, they lost against Defined, but that's also, yeah. once again, very that's far no away history. But like... Yeah. I mean, it's... I, would you agree I'm that they're more sure. promising? Yeah, it feels like that. They're a promising team outside of the good teams, whereas a lot of the the, the four bubble the, the the four bubble pack teams just kind of wallow around. They they kind of float. They don't really look like they're going to actually get out of the water. Paris has like a leg out of the water, and they're like army crawling onto the shore. Yeah, and I I also think like if the uh, if the Asian teams were like a spark or a charge in this is definitely Paris tier. Yeah, I say charge spark. It's so uh, hard. spark maybe. Yeah, yeah. Spark but maybe charge not. would be Paris tier. Charge yeah. In I NA. Agree. Yep. If they played there. Charge is army crawling on the beach right next to him. Outside yeah. so yeah. Paris outside of their so Paris has two confusing losses. They lost to the Houston Outlaws in March. I think that was the last week of Hero Bulls. Right? Uh, I think it was that Five not the f- weeks, or was that the first week of Hero Bulls? No, I think it was, it was the first was the, week of Hero Bulls. Yeah. yeah, and they had a fantastic mm-hmm. Hero Pool for Houston. 
They had a yeah. great character. I mean, yeah, they they had no McCree and XC, no McCree so, could play Doom, yeah. could play Dive. No McCree that was... or Widow. So uh, goodbye, XC. Um, Houston had a good the one. The other loss that they had was against the Florida Mayhem. Guess what the DPS hero pools were on that week? No hits can. No Widowmaker or McCree. Yeah. The next week they play the Philadelphia Fusion. They lose three to two. No Widowmaker or McCree. That might not be right. Is that right? Well, it was the same week. Mm. That's why. Yeah, it was. It was okay. Well, no, the yeah. no. Actually, it was it was two weeks later. They had the they had two weeks. Two weeks off. later. Yeah, that's what it was. It wasn't the same week. It was a different week. It was just multiple weeks apart. Eric, uh, I can yeah. connect you with the person who built the spreadsheet. His name is Eric. He can explain to you how it works. <laughs> Are you good? Got, got him. Good. Got him. All Very right. Good. Anyways, it, it, in case you can't tell, uh, McCree. So here's the thing. McCree has been banned one, two, three, four, five times. Widowmaker has been banned one, two, three, four times. That's what we need to know. That's that's all we need to know about Paris. But anyways, like Paris, for me, Paris has not had any losses that make me go like, well, you know, oh, like there's just no excuse there. They're just not consistent enough to be a potentially a top team. Like to Joe's point, they've got one foot on the stage. Mm They've got one foot on the stage. There's still some more to prove. There's some consistency uh, things there. That we can't ignore the fact that they can be punished by a hero pool, and that is a weakness for the team that in is. the Overwatch yeah. League in 2020. Yeah. So, I dislike yeah. it. It's true. I'd say to to your point though, I'd say that like the Florida loss was like a big question mark for me. It was like, what the heck are you doing losing to Florida? But maybe that's now, just a misjudgment of where Florida is. Yeah, and now you're like, yeah. well, actually, Florida is six and one post hero pool. Maybe it's more reasonable. Yeah. It's more reasonable than we gave it credit for at the time. It's it again. It's it's so hard to go back and you you feel something kind of visceral when you see a loss like that because it's so hard to get a read on some of these teams on top of it being in hero pool. So it's I don't like backtracking as much as I am, but that's kind of the world we live in. We need a lot of context to be able to to argue argue either way. Uh, we're talking about, I think we're just kind of trying to talk overall for me. I'm talking post hero pools because the results <laughs> pre hero pools, I don't think mean a whole lot anymore. If they're a team that has been inconsistent uh, post hero pools, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. I think I, yeah, I, um, we're talking in circles. Welcome to tactical crouch, by the way. Uh, <laughs> But that that I think that does bring on a pretty good note. We've been going a long time. Yeah. I think we I think we touched on most things. Most of the good pits. If you were liking the show and wanted it to keep going longer, you can blame Homebound Eleven for ending the show. Just kidding. It's not true, Homebound. We love you. I'm just kidding. Thanks for hanging out, Homebound. <laughs> uh, I think that they're the most comfortable when Ben can play Ryan and sub in no smite on Winston's map only. I think again, that's probably a weakness. You don't want to be like that structured. I think it's a, it's like a spree argument where it's like, if you see spree, like, Oh, you know what's going to happen. So, 
Hopefully, you, you guys wanna, had you a, want some more flexibility. <laughs> you're, you're good. I'm just. I've been needing. So here's here's the real talk. Uh, I've been wanting to end the show for about a half an hour, but there's been so many people in chat. I just couldn't. There you go. Just couldn't do it's it. Out. It's out. It's just the it's viewership out. numbers. That's the only. That's the only thing. So thank you for being here, by the way. We're at 140 viewers, and we're actually going to keep the stream going post-show to keep farming those viewership numbers because we love having you be here. We'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more off the cuff about Overwatch League and competitive Overwatch and all that kind of stuff. Huge stream today. Huge, huge stream today. Um, this might be enough to honestly put us over the, the 75 mark. And if it's not, if we can do something similar on Wednesday, it definitely will be. So um, big yeah. thank you all for tuning in. Uh, before we get out of here, I do want to thank our patron producers, Battlecrab Pin Wolchin, Charlie L, Audio Compass, Pork Chop Sammy, Kasha67, Coochie Kopi, Shara Picasso, Nathan, Your Misery, Hunter Tane, and Refined Bean. Thanks so much for supporting the show. If you like the show and want to support, go to patreon.com slash tacticalcrouch support right there joe i think we've got a new patron this week new patron thank you so much to summer a for your patronage and if you you know your your, your wallet's a little strapped if you don't have the the money to support and want to you know support either way you can go on itunes and leave a five-star review helps a lot al algorithmically you know the dementia is still still hitting me in in the different dimension at the moment but on that same topic, King Susser coming in with a big clutch and uh, a pleasant message and a five-star review. So thanks. Thanks so much. And if you want to support, definitely head over to iTunes. Hey, Yiska. Yeah, who's, I'm ready. Who subbed? Who subbed today? Uh, okay, so first off, friend of the show, Chonk. Did he gift the sub? He or gifted did he get, the sub. He, he gifted, gifted the it. sub. Okay. He gave it. He wasn't it. just the moocher. He actually gifted it. Uh, Captain Beans, thank you for the sub. Enko, also friend of the show, thank you for the sub. Captain Beans, is that refined beans? We don't know. Nope, uh, different. Captain uh, Beans. Oh, different. Ed. Oh, okay. Ed's the best. Different guy. Ah, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Uh, Sir Gertholot, nice. The last burp. Barsky, Ashador. Okay. Woof. It's Jijang. It's Ji Yang from Yang? Silicon Valley. It's Ji Yang. It's the guy's oh, name. that was a good show, by the way. Really good um, show. Blue, thank you for the sub. Da uh, you're making me pronounce an N after an R. De Dalinar? Dalinar. Dalinar? It's, it's after no Dalinar from the Stormlight archives yeah but where's the a after the end but it's 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 probably taken but it was after dalinar and if you asked them shook their hand and be like hi i'm yiska what's your name online and they would probably say dalinar then i would say get a vowel bro <laughs> or get on my face <laughs> uh skeptical kyle so, so do you say your name yiscout so you yes, have an no. ao next to each other yeah, but yeah, that's, that's two vowels uh -huh. next to each other, yeah. and that it's, works oh, it's totally not two. Yeah, it's totally different. Two consonants. All right, keep going, keep reading. Kastenbrot for the win. That's did you you, nice. you skipped Cly? 
Uh, no, I said skeptical Clyde. Oh, I said Kyle. It's, it's I constantly Kyle. read that it's Kyle Cly. as well. I, I read it, it Cly. Is Cly. Kyle it as is well. It is Clyde. Then Kastenbrot for the win. Kastenbrot is like basically like chest bread. I don't know if like like excuse me. Yeah, chest that's bread. The... What fifth dimension bullshit is this? <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, I think there's a better translation for custom, but whatever. Um, I don't think your name is dumb, Cly. I think it's hard to read. Yeah, I, I don't think. Yeah, it's not dumb. I just constantly misread it because I'm dyslexic. And then smack me in the three tree in the tree. Oh, that sounds like someone got a got a, their name from a cool story. Where this is one of the stories I should tell at the game night by the way when when i was uh had my nose broken at the age of seven by a 14 year old um i was smacked out of a tree nice yeah thank you for the subs guys lots of subs if you want to sub to Big the hearts. show yiska will stumble through your name <laughs> like yeah. we got there we got there you you better you better come up he will with stumble names. through your name like Chungu on a trap week, okay? That's a uh, See, uh, but I will be 50% right in pronouncing them. Joel will be 0% right, right, and I will be negative right. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. Uh, big thank you again to everybody who's been hanging out for the show. We really appreciate the hell out of each and every single one of you. Uh, hope you had a ton of fun. You can find the show everywhere at Tactical Crouch on Twitter at Tactical underscore Crouch on Patreon, Twitter, Podcast Addict, Google Podcast. Uh, if you want to find us on YouTube, go to uh, YouTube.com slash Kick Tripod and you'll find it there. Uh, shout outs for the week and where can people find you? Uh, Yiska, you know what? You go first. We don't let you go first enough on the show. You're up first. Okay. Uh, I wrote an article today on the May Madness. Was really disguised about a discussion uh, um, about how these players, these new players, will slot into the team. Hopefully, we are going to see them in May Madness. Short excursion on what the meta might be and how the brackets come to be. Um, that's out right now on GG Recon. Other than that, I have a dope article coming up about a topic that we've scratched on. Uh, I think I also read that a lot of people were kind of after it. It's discussing leadership in Overwatch. I reached up to a couple of coaches. I think this is shaping up pretty well based on the um, answer I've gotten from the coaches. So that is probably going to hit your feed on Wednesday. Dope. Uh, Yiska, or tonight, Yiska, Joe, shout out to the week, man. Where can people find you? All that good stuff. Can find me on all the socials at Volamel. That's V O L A M E L. Not too long ago on GG Recon, posted a return to my EX ability theory on how I'd change the game. Go check that out if you don't know what that is. If you do, you're an OG, and, uh, you know, big shout outs to you. Another thing this week, we're going to play devil's advocate with the Twilight signing and maybe poke some holes and maybe, you know, speculate on what would have been in as interesting uh, for the shock to do going into that signing or maybe how they spend their budget that way. And then doing my own kind of preview and prediction for uh, May Madness over on uh, Esports Heaven. So content is a coming and uh, Valorant as well. Definitely uh, going to be doing another profile. So stay tuned for that. 
All right. As for me, you can find me everywhere at Kick Tripod, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube. Um, and uh, yeah, the show records here, twitch.tv slash Kick Tripod, Mondays and Wednesdays at noon and Fridays for Spike Drop. If you like Valorant, come hang out with us on Fridays for Spike Drop. I'm really hoping that today's podcast put us over the 75 concurrent so that we can apply. But um, if uh, it didn't, we will be back Wednesday and we could really use your help getting over there again because today has been awesome. Uh, really appreciate you all. Hope you had a ton of fun. Big thank you again uh, to everybody hanging out. We're going to be back for a pro show um, probably until we drop below 100 concurrence and then we'll... Uh, then we'll call it. But until then, um, we're going to hang out for a little bit, I think. So uh, thanks again, chat. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. It's not listening to the right thing. It's not there.